Hello and welcome to Hypothetically Speaking, one of the best shows on Blaze Radio. I'd say probably about third or fourth, maybe. It's one of the best. Uh, my name is Vaughn Jones, um, and I, I actually had a pretty good week. My name is Kirsten Dorman, and I think third or fourth is pretty harsh. I'd say we're at least tied with the review squared. I'm getting karaoke and I agree with that assessment uh, for no reason whatsoever. I'm not biased in any way, shape or form toward the review squared. Uh, it's, it's nice and cloudy outside. There's absolutely no reason for you to be biased about that Gideon. I'm Nicole Pinter and we're supposed to get like 10 inches of snow here in Illinois. So enjoy Arizona. That's exciting. Uh, before we get started, I want to congratulate Gideon as well as Kirsten on a year of the Review Squared. Kirsten is a recent addition, but Gideon, congratulations on a year of the Review Squared. Uh, a huge achievement. Uh, one of my favorite listens in the entire world. So congratulations. Uh, to quote one of the worst people on earth, let's get right into the news. Uh, we're talking about Ooh. vaccines today. Um, who's got this nothing but vax story? That's Kirsten. <laughs> Give it to us. That's me. So, of course, what else will we talk about kicking off the show but more coronavirus news, this time in the vein of vaccine news. So, according to reporting done by the New York Times, Moderna's vac vaccine um, is effective against new strains of the virus that have come out of Britain and South Africa. However, it's seemingly less effective, not ineffective, just less, against the strain from South Africa. As a result, Moderna's begun developing a new version of the vaccine that may be used to kind of boost the original. So you would get the original and then get this one as a booster shot is the idea. In developing this booster, Moderna is working with the Vaccine Research Center at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. They said essentially that they're trying to get ahead of the curve on this one, which is good to see them doing and good to see them finally be able to do now that we know more about the virus. As not to flex, as a man who was uh, recently vaccinated, uh, definitely, um, I'm glad that, yeah, sorry to flex. Um, I'm glad that that uh, Moderna is definitely kind of getting out ahead of this. I always feel like these stories are just a tiny bit overblown. Like, I feel like the minute I heard about a new strain of COVID it the, was the minute that like every single like paper website news station was reporting on a new strain of COVID where it's like it feels like it's kind of end of the worldy and hope like right. two of those I mean like there's three extra strains and two of them aren't in Arizona yet at least and I know at least one of them isn't even in the United States yet um, so we're definitely I mean it could spread there uh, obviously uh, so right. hopefully it doesn't but like at, at this point like I'm glad that Moderna is playing out ahead of the field because if they don't play out ahead of the field we could have a pretty tough few months on our hands. Absolutely. And it is important to note as well that we don't know enough to panic yet. So don't panic yet. We, as far as we know right now, specifically the strain from Britain, it's not necessarily worse than the original. It just spreads faster. That's the main difference that's been observed so far, at least to my knowledge. And so until we know more, until more information comes out that's reliable, don't panic yet. Just be careful. Continue to be careful. 
I would tend to agree. Just be like, especially even after you get vaccinated, you can still spread the virus around. There's no proven science that says you can't. Um, so even after you get your second round of vaccinations, wear a mask, be safe, wash your hands, et cetera, et cetera. Um, who's got this uh, next story, um, the, the Joe Biden military story? Kristen, you want to take that one again? That's me again. Yes. So President Joe Biden signed an order Monday that reversed a Trump era Pentagon ban that largely barred transgender individuals from serving in the military. Big win for the LGBT community overall, but specifically a big win for the trans community, obviously. According to reporting done by the Associated Press, this order prohibits the exclusion of any individual from the military on the basis of their gender identity. And it reads in part, America is stronger at home and around the world when it is inclusive. The military is no exception. And in another part of the order, it reads, allowing all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform is better for the military and better for the country because an inclusive force is a more effective force. Simply put, it's the right thing to do and is in our national interest. I, it's, I, I think this is a first or not first, but one of a long line of Biden having to spend the first month or two of his presidency kind of undoing a lot of the stuff that Trump did. Um, and I feel like that's a trap of American politics, but I digress. Um, definitely. I mean, as someone who is in the LGBTQ community and someone who is identifies as non-binary, like Come on. Like if, if someone wants to serve in the military, you should absolutely let them as long as they're qualified. Like there's something that some something that didn't stick right with me that one of the first things that Trump did, uh, aside from revoking protections from trans people, which should be brought back because our trans brothers and sisters are in worthy of protection, uh, should also be, um, you know, to, to remove them from being able to serve their country, which I think is just silly that you're blocking a certain marginalized group of people from serving their country. I just think that's silly. Yeah, it's what it's good news here, I think, in my view, that um <clears throat> that this is being done. Yeah, if somebody wants to serve that unless there is good reason they shouldn't be serving, then they should serve. I don't see how that's controversial, but apparently some people think it is. Right. Uh, typically, gender isn't something that we think of right away when it comes to something that could prohibit someone from being good at serving in the military, right? I've personally never thought, oh, this person is this gender. They might have a harder time doing XYZ serving in the military. I, I'm on the same page, I think, as far as that disconnect, as far as it, it just doesn't feel like it made any sense especially because like Vaughn was saying, you know, trans people are still, they're people and they deserve just as much protection and just as much the opportunity, in my opinion, at least to serve their country and do what they want. <laughs> and pretty, pretty, pretty simple to say yeah. that trans, <laughs> trans rights are human rights. It's very uh, it, obvious to say something like that. Yeah, like Gideon mentioned, it just, it feels crazy to have that need to be a quote unquote controversial opinion why don't we treat people equally? I, I don't know. Wild. Anyways, who has the next story? That would be me. Get uh, him, Gideon. 
Yeah, so taking it to the West Coast, uh, uh, the stay-at-home order in California has ended on the proclamation of Governor Gavin Newsom. So what will happen now, uh, to kind of summarize it, is it will revert um, from state control down to the entire, sorry, uh, it'll revert the entire state down to county by county systems of restrictions with most at the purple level, which briefly means outdoor dining, hair and nail salons and outdoor religious services are allowed. And it also ends the 10 a.m. to 5, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew, sorry. The stay-at-home order affected a, ma a majority of the state's counties, mostly clustered around the San Joaquin Valley, uh, San, the San Francisco Bay Area, and Southern California, which have been hardest hit by COVID. This also yeah, generally allows resumption of outdoor businesses. On the other hand, this has been dogged with accusations that Governor Newsom is doing this out of political expediency. And in fact, this, the stay-at-home order was political theater. Um, and he's doing this to avoid a recall attempt from the GOP. So yeah, that is sort of the uh, messy situation of the end of the stay-at-home order in the state of California summarized. I, I just don't get it. I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, obviously we're not in a state where we can just be like, yeah, we can kick this because that was very early on, like in last March, which was 10 months ago, uh, just being like, yeah, let's all, you know, let's stay at home for three weeks. Maybe we can kick this. And it's just, you can't, you can't get people to stay at home, which is just insane to me. You just can't do it. I mean, yeah, I think I Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Gideon. Now, the primary issue with a lot of this is stay at home and people don't have income to support them because we've kind of just thrown people to the dogs and to told them, well, have fun, I guess. I, I was going to go off on the same lines that staying at home isn't something it can do, everyone can do, but also like if not everyone can do that, then just pay them to stay home. Like this, like you said, this could have been solved almost a year ago now if the government just paid people to stay home and paid small businesses to stay open this and it wasn't politicized like there's a lot of things that obviously to learn from all this that we're not even out of it there's somehow like three 2020 documentaries already before we were even out of that year um now I'm just rambling on about 2020 and COVID but point stays the same <laughs> that this could have ended if the people did their thing and the government did their thing that they never do, but that's fine. Uh, that's we're, we're still waiting on. I mean, Biden and his campaign, as well as the, the Warnock um, and Ossoff campaigns both said, you know, $2,000 checks right out the door. As long as, you know, Democrats win the Senate and Joe Biden gets sworn in as president. And obviously, you know, it's the fifth day of, Oh my God, it's only the fifth day of the Biden presidency. This week has been so long. It's the fifth day of the Biden presidency. So you can't expect it immediately, but it's something that we we were hearing that those $1,400 checks to add up to 2000 might not be out the door until March, which is like, if you're going to force people to stay home, I completely agree. You need to pay them to do that because then you can have you know fast food workers stay home. You can have people who are living paycheck to paycheck stay home. 
Um, and uh, part of that that Biden stimulus plan that's supposed to come out in apparently mid March now uh, is increased unemployment benefits. So people, you know, aren't incentivized to force themselves back into the workforce as long as they continue to collect unemployment benefits until this pandemic, you know, subsides. There's a million things that the, the government could be doing correctly in order to support people and help them stay home. Um, but also, I agree, Nicole, that the politicization of the politicization of of staying at home and wearing masks and all that stuff is another reason why we've been dealing with this for 10 months, 10 months. Yeah. And before we move on really quickly, I just want to say like, this is a classic, no good options situation. Like there are options that are less cruddy than others, but there's no quote unquote good options in a pandemic. Um, like I saw, briefly saw a story in the New York Times the other day saying the Las Vegas school system is reopening because of a uh, spike in student suicides. Um, which, uh, folks, sounds a little dystopian. Um, and I don't, yeah, we, we're, I guess I don't, it's not me going into conjecture and just spewing off nonsense when I say that we are a seriously broken society and we seriously need help. There's, there's a lot that should be done that's not getting done, um, and we we anxiously await it uh, to actually get done. Uh, let's talk about some brighter stuff. Let's talk about some entertainment. Um, I There's a few really good stories here. Let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Who has Godzilla versus Kong? I, I, I had to throw it in. Okay, so the first trailer was released uh, on Sunday for Godzilla versus Kong. This will be coming out march i want to say correct me if i'm wrong on uh, in theaters that are open and on hbo max streaming the same day uh so this has caused a lot of conversations on twitter on who would win and why um <laughs> really great conversations on who would win and why and that's all i got on it what do you guys think who would win i think godzilla because <laughs> i know win. nothing i know nothing so? about what's happening about the plot if there is a plot maybe yeah. it's okay. Th- that maybe movie nothing. if you're gonna watch that movie at least watch it on a tv because if you're gonna watch it on yeah. your computer i feel like that's gonna suck also i think godzilla mm-hmm. would definitely win um K- king kong can be easily wooed by the the traps of femininity uh, if you remember the original King Kong story, Godzilla, uh, no girlfriend. Uh, he's got the incel strength. He would absolutely. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so, Vaughn, are you saying Godzilla's blackpilled? Yes, uh, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> and he would absolutely it's... whoop King Kong. <laughs> I think it's also a question, though. Is this the version of Godzilla that can shoot the lasers out of, his, out of its mouth? Because I, mean, I saw it a movie has to where, be, right? like, a recent movie where Godzilla could shoot, like, laser-type things out of his mouth. And so if it's that Godzilla, yes. If not, no, because King Kong has opposable thumbs. And I think he could learn to use tools and stuff. He could stuff. use tools. So, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of this. <laughs> Very crucial factor. Godzilla with a, big, with a big hammer. Oh, that would be amazing. So there's layers to this. Yeah, yeah I, because I'm like... I'm with, Many layers I'm with Kirsten. If they're if Godzilla has a little laser thing, they should be rolling credits after like ten minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. King, King Kong Maybe with a gi- King Kong with a giant just... hole through his chest. <laughs> they just <laughs> there hasn't been a, like a good Godzilla movie since the original one. They just like have not um, been able to do Godzilla justice ever. I think part of that could be 
this is a little conspiratorial of me maybe, but I think part of that is the Americanization of Godzilla because it was such an essentially Japanese story and so much of the horror and like terror and awesomeness that came from Godzilla came from the roots that the monster had in Japanese culture. So Americanizing it takes some of that lore out. It was actually anti-American in its inception. It was critical of the nuclear tests being done near Japan uh, by America. But I'd like to note, um, I remember when the last Godzilla movie came out when I was like 14, people were like, oh, this Godzilla movie, it has Brian Cranston in it. And it's like, (laughs) I don't don't care what humans are in the Godzilla movie. Really? Godzilla movie. That's not the point very silly exactly um, um speaking of silly humans we've got please another continue. one go ahead this, i'm this excited one. to talk about this with you guys because we talked about driver's license by olivia rodrigo last episode and not only did the man that she was singing about write a response but now the blonde that she names in the song well she doesn't name she mentions that you were with that blonde girl she has spoken now. Her name is Sabrina Carpenter and she released a song called Skin. I don't know if any of you have heard it. I, I I didn't do myself the service. Also, the guy's song that he released is apparently called Lies, Lies, Lies. Yeah. Which it, is a musical gaslighting. Yes, it, it basically was. I would say that's a pretty apt description of the song. And in Skin, essentially Carpenter, her message seems, at least to me, to be sucks that you're sad but he's with me now you know that it's pretty much it like the song is called skin because she's telling rodrigo you can't get under mine because you're sad that's a fair that's a fair assumption i i also haven't listened to it but i did see her post on instagram saying no it's you know the typical artist thing where hey it's not about that it's about a lot of other things um and she said clearly is this this drama rules because it 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 spawns from high school musical the series on disney plus that's why i love this great series the musical the series series. high school musical the other musical series (laughs) and it's it's so hilarious because people on twitter and just everywhere on tiktok too have been calling carpenter out because they're they're saying you know you're 21 years old. Yeah, the and other you're girl's like 16. Writing a right? diss track. She's 17, 19, I think. Uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. And and people are like, you're writing a diss track about a minor. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, I gotta look this up now. Stream stream driver's license. Do not stream skin. Do not. It's not good. Yeah. Um yeah. I, if I could just There's say really quick, I about... please get in. She is 17. If I get to say really quick, I don't know who any of these people are. (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina, I don't know any, like, these are not people I know who exist. I'm not, like, I know my corner of pop culture, but I don't know these people. And I I saw so much about Sabrina Carpenter on Twitter this weekend. I wanted to ask, who the hell is Sabrina Carpenter? And now we know. Now (laughs) we know. Now you know. Now we know. Um, I would like to- line. Oh, Sorry, please. I just want to note really quickly, poignant line in the song, aside from her calling out the quote-unquote rhyme for Blonde in Rodrigo's song, she says, don't let it drive you crazy. Tough. And that's Ooh. all you need to know. That's all I, the drama. Okay, wait, I have one the more thing. I didn't get to drama. comment on Driver's License last week. Um, yeah, it, it's a good song. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to agree with everyone. Objectively, Objectively good, good song. Yes. song. Um, 
I haven't cried to it yet, but maybe we'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> maybe I need to, maybe it's because I haven't driven around in forever, need, but you need to, I'll get there. I'll let you know. You need to drive around and like, if you experience a heartbreak, bonus points. But if not, just drive around at night. I haven't, but I'll, you know, I'll make a, one up. I'll experience one up. a heartbreak just so you can use driver's license. <laughs> a bit different. Make one up. It's not like that's new. Exactly. So some good news here um, out of the ASU front. ASU's film school is changing their name to the Sydney Poitier New American Film School. Uh, Sydney Poitier is the first ever uh, black Black male actor to win the Academy Award for Best Actor in 1964. Uh, he was an actor and a director, so it's cool that they named the film school after him as well. Uh, he's known for movies such as In the Heat of the Night and uh, Lilies in the Field, where he won the Academy Award. And he directed a comedy called Stir Crazy with Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, two of the better comedians of that uh, time period. Uh, and he managed to manage their crazy, kooky, com- comedic personalities. Sidney Poitier, cool good move on ASU's front. And they're also expanding to Mesa, which is neither here nor there. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm not extremely familiar with Cindy Poitier. I know who he is because I don't live under a rock, but um, yeah, no, that's really cool. And something that a lot of my uh, older relatives would probably love a lot. Like, uh, (laughs) yeah. Um, Actually, the one Cindy Poitier movie I've actually watched is uh, To Sir With Love. Real nice, fun story about a British school um, in London, inner city London. But that's either here nor there. Uh, yeah, Poitier is, is Kennedy Center is, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award from the Academy Awards. Fant- fantastic, fantastic move by ASU. Let's uh, wrap it up here. Nicole, let's get some sports in. Let's make Gideon and Kristen disinterested for approximately seven minutes. Let's do it. All right. Well, Super Bowl is a 55. It's set um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Kansas City Chiefs. Tampa Bay it's a pretty super, much scraped by, super but Bowl, also Super Bowl Ulf actually is what it's Ulf. called. Oh, yeah, thank super you. Um, the Bucks also scraped by and destroyed the Packers in the same game, uh, 31 to 26. This is this will be Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl, and this the Bucks are the first team to be in the Super Bowl in their home stadium as the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay. Which is insane. So, How has that never which happened? Before? I love. I'm so thankful it happened because it is very uncertain when that would happen next. It is in LA next, and I don't I I'm personally not betting on the Rams or the Chargers to make it. Um, and then I know it's in New Orleans somewhere in the near future, and I, they're definitely not getting back there, especially after this year. Nope. Uh, in the AFC, Chiefs down the Bills 38-24. to 24. I wrote Sean McDermott is a coward. Uh, he set, consistently settled for field goals. This is a bigger thing, but we saw a lot of cowardice in the playoffs yes, this we did. year. Like yes, a we did. lot. A fo- Matt and LaFleur as well, very foolish Matt in the NBA for, the, for the Packers, yeah. A guy with yeah, a, that's a, another... a guy with a French last name surrendering at the end <laughs> the, of the game. The... Yeah, that was a that was a bad call too that you could dive in more to. But yeah, the Bills just you can't settle for field goals against the Chiefs. I I am a, like a de facto Chiefs person because my favorite team, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, did not make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, but I have very many friends who are Chiefs fans and have been since childhood. So like, I very much enjoy seeing them happy. Um, and I like also like the Chiefs because I think good sports are better than bad sports where like I never understand why people hate on teams like the Warriors where it's like this is good basketball and the Chiefs are just good football so like I don't know how you could root against a team that is going to bring you a good game legitimately every time I just don't get it that's true 
but I'm a Michigan person, so go Tom Brady. I want to see him get his seventh. Oh, Lord. Uh, to basketball, where things are a little more, <laughs> hey, come on. Uh, greatest of all time, the agenda continues. Uh, yeah. Basketball. Um... <laughs> I, I saw someone ask if Brady is the greatest American athlete of all time. The answer to that question is probably Michael Phelps, but like the Thank fact you. that you even the fact Thank that you, you even have to ask that is kind of insane. Anyway, continue. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's definitely transcended it. Whether he's the greatest athlete is another question. Thank you for saying Michael Phelps. I appreciate that and agree. Anyways, rough basketball news all around in Arizona. Uh, we'll start with the men's rough. <laughs> exactly. Uh, lost to you, Arizona on a last second tip, 84, 82. They will look to end their two game losing streak, uh, Monday night. So at the time of this recording, They're not we gonna. have no clue. Anyone. They're not we will gonna. either be happy when this is yeah, probably not. But we'll either be somewhat happy because it will be a tough win, or we'll be rather upset because it was a tough loss. Uh, so they're four and seven on the season, five games canceled or postponed. Coach Bobby Hurley was reprimanded for ripping officials after yeah. uh, no call. But Vaughn, yeah. you explained it to me before the show. Hur- Hurley is if you're if your like win against a heated rival comes down to a missed foul call when you were up eight with like two minutes left in the game, then you suck and should be fired. Uh, honestly, like he posted a picture where it looks like the U of A center obviously fouled Remy Martin on the cut, but like taking one screenshot of a basketball play does not fully sum up the basketball play. Um, come on, Bobby, just maybe win next time, actually. So you won't have to complain. Uh, that's actually my, if it were me, if I coached ASU basketball, I would just win every time. Cause I'm built different. Um, but that's my advice. To just Bobby not Hurley. give up eight points. That's my advice. Stretch. Yeah. That's my advice to Bobby Hurley is win the game next time. And also don't. Yeah draw up an ISO play for Remy Martin as the game winner. Anyway, um, I would like to talk about this next one. The Phoenix Suns lost two straight games to the Denver Nuggets in overtime. Uh, they shouldn't have lost the second one because Jamal Murray traveled on the shot that uh, sent it into overtime. Um, very upsetting. Anyway, uh, the Suns were without Devin Booker in that second game. Hopefully he's okay. Um, just very not great. Um, they're eight and seven after 15 games and they could be a lot better. I said this to a family member and I agree with myself, obviously, um, the Suns are going to make the playoffs. It's just about how easy they make it on themselves or difficult how they make it on themselves. Like if you're gonna, you know, try and win winnable games, win winnable games, please. I beg of you win winnable games. You have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, two of the best clutch performers in the league. And I, if it were me, I actually would make my shots in the clutch because I'm a built different. Um, <laughs> next, uh, Fun next is built up. different. This I is am. true. That, next up, Nicole. Can confirm. Uh, on the AC women's side, they played on, on Sunday. Shorthanded loss. Uh, they were a shorthanded team versus Utah. Unable to overcome a 24-point deficit. Despite outscoring Utah 23-16 in the fourth quarter, they next play a tough UCLA team who's in the top 10, I believe. I believe they're six, depending on which ranking you look at on Friday. Um, I personally did not watch the game because I think it was on Pac-12 Network, which we'll get to in a second. We'll get to that. (laughs) Get to that. Um, But yeah, so tough, tough season for them so far, but in a tough Pac-12 conference. Still a ways to go, though. So we're still just about to enter February. Yeah, we got, uh, Vaughn, we got you some take, time. 
Yeah, this Our next fun. one is Wolf. Uh, the Miami Heat are using COVID-sniffing dogs uh, to allow people into their games. Uh, it comes alongside measures, a questionnaire, so basically the ASU daily health check um, before entering the arena. Um, no sale of alcohol, only soda and water, and a mask requirement, obviously. Um, under 2,000 people per game, so that means the dogs only get to sniff 2,000 people uh, every couple days, I guess. Um, very confusing. Just maybe make them present negative tests. <laughs> instead of bringing dogs in according to the heat this plan has been underway for quote-unquote months and i'm very confused as they're like a, co- a, a covid dog task force on the miami heat. I, very- I saw early during quarantine i think when dogs were sniffing like vials for covid and they were like testing them for yeah, it i just silly. didn't think we get to this point yeah no <laughs> Listen, me neither it's they're good boys and girls i'm not saying they can't do it yeah but it's just kind of silly whoa yeah, N- Nicole, we have like a very quick time. Just like we got to wrap this one up. So give me, give me, yell at Larry Scott for like 15 seconds. This is all the time he deserves anyway. No more Larry Scott. He is to step down after June 2021 after completely wrecking the Pac 12 conference despite adding Utah and Colorado. Uh, the conference became horrid, many issues, Pac 12 network. Everything Bad. sucks. Bye, Larry Scott. Yeah, bye bye. Um, oh boy, it sounds like all the homies hate. Yeah, we all, Larry hate Larry. we all hate Larry Scott. Let's uh, t- sign off um, for for Giddy and Nicole and Kirsten. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for listening. Uh, I've been Von Jones, hypothetically speaking, one of the best shows on Blaze Radio because we are, in fact, built different. <laughs>